Mike Russell, welcome to the show. How are you getting on, man? I'm good, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. I'm, I've been looking forward to it apprehensively, but excited to do this. So thank you for having me. Apprehensively, I love it. I mean, look, you're your first guest of 2021, so big pressure, man. You know, it's, it's uh, <laughs> I there's been other pressures this this year so far, so we won't worry too much. I know 100%. I mean, look, uh, just as a starting point, congratulations on the new gym. Current circumstances probably aren't the best, but you're definitely adapting and overcoming. I mean, how's it been the first few weeks of 2021? Um, well, thank you so much. So, so far, it's been different to what I had expected. Now, I, I, reop- I, I opened the gym Equathletics three weeks before we went into lockdown. So I, I, got, I got about three and a half weeks of of officially being open before we went into another lockdown. It's something I kind of probably had foreseen happening, but I, at the same time, wanted to get the doors open before Christmas and get a bit of a client base and show what we had to offer with Equathletics. And I'm delighted that we did because it helped me establish that, that kind of client base, get people in the door and get people seeing what what we did and what we will be doing in the future when we do kind of reopen. So, so far it's been challenging, but also it's a challenge that I've happily taken on as well. That's good, man. I'm glad, I'm really, really glad to hear it. I mean, uh, just as an intro to maybe people who wouldn't be familiar with yourself then, um, like what sort of training do you coach people in, or I suppose what, what's your overall coaching capacity? What, what sort of stuff would you be doing? I suppose. Um, before I opened gym, I, my coaching experience to date has been predominantly in CrossFit. So I yeah. was working in CrossFit Return for the last five and a half years. It was CrossFit Return recently, as of almost a year ago, it changed to a Bodo. And I began there when I was finishing up in college and just went there as a, as a client, training there, fell in love with the, the training style. I had been more kind of the bodybuilding stuff you might you might not think it but it was that, that style of training the mondays chest and tries back and buys all that but that style of training either myself just getting lazy or just not enjoying it as much the challenge wasn't there maybe i wasn't able to push myself but kind of fell out of love with that had played rugby the whole way up through school underage and did a bit of it after after school into college but again I was kind of losing interest so finding something else to do I, I put through my hand at in like wall climbing and things like that did that for about a year enjoyed it but at the same time something that kept me focused and driven and could see constant results was when I when I tried CrossFit that they, it gave me all of that and more um, so I was working there up until only a couple of, a couple of months ago, um, I had been training there. Came on board then as an intern. Did about twelve to eighteen months as an intern. Really trying to learn my graft and get as much experience as I can. And then came on as a coach. Later developed into one of the head coaches there and kind of ran that and bike row ski, which was there for a while. And it led me then to opening up my own place through lockdowns and pandemics and all that 
Brilliant, man. I mean, look, you, you bring up lockdown and I suppose it's it's kind of a topic that it's, it's extremely hard to avoid these days, it has to be said. And I suppose one of the things I found myself and one of the things probably a lot of listeners find is it's definitely not been the year to, I suppose, find a direct route to your goals. You know, whether it's any type of fitness, health kind of a goal, there's definitely been a lot of barriers in the way for people. But I mean, for you and your clients, have you found it overall the past few months? I mean, has, has your training been impacted much or have you kind of been able to keep going towards what you wanted to be doing? Um, it's like you're 100% right it, there, there's been barriers and there's been things to overcome but my training myself has probably been impacted by trying to develop and build, build a business and build a brand that's the only reason and I'm, I'm fortunate I, I first when we went into first lockdown I built a gym at home and that's really where the business grew and business started was because just before I went into lockdown, I was doing one or two PTs at nighttime after after working inside in in a bodo. And by seeing that and seeing the results that people were getting, it was kind of something that I was I was looking to maybe develop a bit more. When we went into lockdown, we were releasing um online workouts and everything through through Instagram, like absolutely everybody else is doing, but it's, it's nice to have a local face to, to what you're doing instead of all looking for people in the UK and stuff. It, it's, it's nice to be able to reach out to people locally. And yeah. that's, that's what I was doing. I, I was putting up workouts on my own Instagram and people were, were engaging a lot with it and saving them and just messaging me, asking, asking a couple of questions. So when I when I built the gym at home, it was then something that I was I was kind of toying around with with the idea of doing PTs from home, and because I had been putting up a lot of Instagram stuff, putting up different examples of workouts, it had helped me kind of develop a bit of a client base, and people then learned through what I was able to put up. Not saying that I I was teaching them there and then, but people could see examples of how you could continue your training, continue your style of training or what your goals that you wanted to achieve all by being at home. If you had even minimal equipment with one dumbbell or one kettlebell, like for, for five months, I had one dumbbell, one kettlebell and a box. And I had never been fitter than I was coming into kind of early June, July, August strength, maybe not it, it, might have deteriorated a small bit, which which you would expect because I wasn't able to squat, bench, press anything as much as I was able to. But with the right programming, with the right frame of mind and the right discipline, you can still get your muscle tension. You can do your time under tension. You can do all of those things to try and build that resistance and maintain strength, if not build. So long 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 winded way of saying it is that there was barriers but people did overcome them if they wanted to and kept their discipline yeah i think to be honest like i haven't spoken to a lot of people between different guests or just people who listen to podcasts and i suppose talking about the way people have structured their goals this year some people maybe shrunk theirs down some people end up actually doing a lot more than they would have expected to do but it definitely was a lot of shifting and changing around. And I suppose we have the gyms open one week, then they're closed a few weeks later. It's very hard to get that routine. But I suppose 
one of the things I found is that just having a daily routine of a few grounding things to keep me on track towards my goals, not necessarily always a big training session in the gym, but other stuff has always helped. So for you, is routine or I suppose, a, what's the best way to put it, is routine something that kind of grounds you within your life or would you have any kind of stuff, maybe non, non-negotiables you would do on a weekly basis to keep you on track towards your goals? Yeah, like weekly, I, I, I do, if, if I don't get probably four to five sessions in, I get a bit agitated and it's not something that I will structure. I have to train Monday, I have to train Tuesday, I have to train Wednesday. But if, if I don't kind of, if, if there's more than two days in a row that I don't train, I do notice myself getting a bit antsy, get a bit agitated. And it might not be that I have a certain session that I want to get done or a cer- certain session that I need to do, but just getting moving, getting a bit of a sweat and getting the endorphins going it for, for me, that's how I relax. I can't, yeah. I can't sit in the couch and, and watch TV for a couple of hours. I, I can, and I do, but the next day I have to move. So like if, if I'm, I'm stressed or I need something to think about or, or I have, I have, something that is coming up over the next couple of days it can be a great place for me to to come and and think and and work work out ideas and things is just come into the gym train put do a long long workout and there are things that i that i kind of do need to do every week um early in the first lockdown i was i was making sure that i was setting my alarm like i did every other morning getting up before seven o'clock and just setting things out throughout my day it's getting a lot harder in the the colder weather and to get out of the bed when you know it you can have the electric blanket on but that's why i've kept these classes the class that i'm doing with echo the ones online i'm I'm maintaining that routine and doing two early morning classes two lunchtime classes two evening classes both for the clients to keep their routine and for me to keep my routine because it is important definitely yeah 100 percent. i mean so just more about yourself then man like obviously you had rugby back in the day that would have been a reason to train on a constant basis i suppose bring yourself forward but now what's your reasoning for training is it just because you love it i mean do you have any goals you've set in place this year that you want to achieve is it still in kind of the crossfit space that you're interested in or like what's going on with you yourself then these days um yeah like all, all, all through school it was a rugby, and then when I went in, when I got into the crossfit space, I drank the Kool Aid like everyone says, and absolutely fell in love with it, head over heels. It was all I could ever think about, and like my friends still take the piss out of me over it. And it, not that my my goals have shifted, but my What, when, when, I, when I had started, all, all I wanted to do was compete and get as strong and as big and as, as fit as possible. But in the, last, in the last 18 months, probably, it's more for my own health, my own mental health and physical health. I don't need to go in and if, if I'm to go home and say that I'm after squatting 150 kilos, they're like, why does that matter to us? Why, like, what? benefit does that have to our lives and your life and to be honest it's it's very true like for me to do that and to hit big numbers in certain lifts I need to eat more than I actually want to I need to put away more calories 
bring in more energy so then I can get that bit stronger. And it's not something that I really want to do personally. Other people do, and that is completely fine. And I'll help other people do that and program for other people to do that. But for me, I want to train five, six days a week because that's what makes me feel good. That's how I feel healthy. That's how I feel fit. Sometimes I overdo it like anyone else. And at the moment I tend, I, I'm, I can feel myself overdoing it. So I need to realize that and take a step back, take an extra rest day, which is sometimes difficult. But for me, training now is just, just for me. It's a selfish reason. And I, I want to do it just to, to keep fit and healthy. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that brought you to my attention, you know, you, you, one of your stories was probably shared from someone I know, but it was actually the intensity of the sessions you'd be putting up on Instagram. And I suppose you'd literally, you'd see a guy, he's standing there training on his own. It's probably five or six in the evening. Most people are chilling out with their dinner, just done with the day, sick of work. And you were just doing these crazy intense sessions. And like, I just, what I found daft was literally, you're standing there doing them on your own. Like there's no one shouting at you. There's no one motivating you to do them. You're just getting them done for yourself. I mean, that was something straight away that I was like, God, this, this guy means business. And it's, it's, I suppose, a great thing to see. And it's motivating for someone who has their own fitness goals when they see that sort of thing. But I mean, um, what kind of got you? Was it literally from the business perspective that you decided to start sharing your workouts and I suppose showing people what you do for training? Or is it just something because you want to spread that passionate message that you seem to always constantly spread in your social media about, you know, how much you're enjoying it? And I suppose, in general, how good training is for you? I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, yeah, like when, when we went into, into lockdown initially, I, I, I hate bringing it back up every time, but it, it was around that time. Like yeah. we were, we were sharing workouts through, through Bodo and it was all bodyweight workouts. So then on my own social media, I was putting up the, the bodyweight or the dumbbell workouts or kettlebell workouts just for people that had that bit more equipment that might be able to do something at home. But like I, I, not like the big social media influencers that 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 say, oh, these people are messaging me. But even if I got two messages from from a workout that I put up saying that this has been a great help, thanks a million. Will you continue doing this? Because it's it's given me ideas, and it it happens to the to this day. And it then like that one message will will make me think, right? I'm gonna do another one. I'll do another one because helping one person helping and it's not changing their lives but it can change their day-to-day and for me it's it's a lovely feeling selfishly again it's it's nice to say oh i'm doing it to help them but me helping them makes me feel good yeah you know so it, it can be looked at as in a selfish way but that's basically why i want to do it as a byproduct of it happening it's helped me develop my business, which is fantastic. But just getting the engagement and and being able to, to talk to people like yourself. Another person that I was talking to was Pete doing another podcast. And it's like those people that you would, might not have never met before, different parts of Ireland, different parts of the world. And like another message today from, I put up a workout yesterday and a cork girl who is living in New Zealand was saying, I'm in, looking for ideas and these are keeping me going the whole time, which is such a nice thing to hear. So again, that's going to make me want to do another one this week. 
Yeah. And how, how do you find the social media side of things? Like for me personally, if I ever have to post a video or anything like that, I find it quite daunting. Like for someone who sits and probably like I work a job in sales, so I'm constantly calling people, cold calling people, completely talking to strangers. But if you ask me to stand in front of a phone and take a video of myself talking about anything, even if it's something I'm a complete expert in, I just find it one of the most daunting things in the world. But you seem to do it quite naturally. Like, is it something that comes naturally to you or is it just something maybe you've had to overcome over it is part of the career and so therefore you just do it? Yeah, it's taken a, a long time and I still, I'm still not comfortable with it. I'd still rather not do it, but I do realize the, the benefit of it. And it's again, as, as strange it is to say, it's the reason that it's been able to, to grow echo. But like when I first started coaching, standing in front of five people to explain or to demo a movement, I was shaking and shivering. That then became a regular thing. And we could have 20 or 30 people in the class before pre-COVID, unfortunately. But, yeah. um, and it, it was completely normal. And I kind of grew to love it. And it was, people look to you for, for advice, inspiration and things like that. So it, it became nice and it, it became, it was my job. So I had to, I had to get used to it. And that was kind of face to face with people in crowds. The next time, if someone put a, a camera in front of my face, I would shake then. So it, it just took a lot of time and a lot of practice. Yeah. When we were doing the, the, the videos for a Bodo to every night I was putting up a video and at the start, it was take it was like it would it would take me five six takes and I'd mess up and I'd then just get even more flustered having to restart and now I'm if I mess up I mess up try to be a one take wonder just do it if there's a mistake halfway through it I don't get annoyed and I still get nervous like I'm nervous doing this it's it's out of my comfort zone but it's the only way we'll grow. Like that's how I look at it and it can be cliche and it can be a bit whatever, but I'm now at a stage where I, I stayed for so long in my comfort zone and only when I've made myself feel uncomfortable is when I've actually grown and seen progression in not only my life, but in my training and anything like that. So may as well do it. People aren't going to abuse you too much for doing something wrong. Yeah, no, I, I think, think to be honest, it's there's part of everyone's brain that probably thinks the worst of just the general public who you probably don't even know. They're strangers behind, you know, social media. You might not know half of them. And everyone, I think, fears putting stuff up that maybe they're going to get abuse or maybe they're going to get, you know, a bit of a hard time for it. And for the most part, I mean, like I'm posting podcasts for two years. I've never had anyone say anything other than like, you know, criticism that's to help me build the podcast or to help me out that way like you'd never have someone just taking a shot for taking a shot and I think sometimes we get a bit caught up in the worries rather than just the realities of the situation and it is something we do have to overcome absolutely and like it's it's all built up in your own head like like you say that no one no one is gonna like write something to you just to to criticize or anything like that but in your own head, you think worst case, worst case scenario and nine times out of 10, it ends up being almost best case scenario. So like the odds are pretty good with that. If you can just build up the confidence and confidence comes with experience, like you have to do it to, to get better at it. No one ever, I would think, 
has ever been comfortable doing their first podcast or doing their first talk or talking in front of a crowd day one everyone is probably shitting it but yeah practice makes perfect for sure absolutely yeah yeah now look man uh, just with the time of year it is and i suppose speaking to someone like yourself you know we've all committed the christmas period we all probably overindulged as much as we wanted to and especially with everything going on this year particularly i think people were doing their best to have a good time and in as many as many areas as they could but i mean when you came out of the christmas period were you straight back on kind of any sort of i suppose a strict nutrition regime or how do you actually approach that area of your life and your training um Anyone that knows me knows I have the worst sweet tooth in the world. Percy pigs are my absolute kryptonite and nutrition has been something that up until recently I haven't had to worry about. Yeah. Until about probably two years ago and I was eating anything and everything and there wasn't much on me. Not saying that there is now or I'm I'm overweight or I need to do anything, but I do definitely need to watch my nutrition more. And I feel the benefits not only aesthetically, but just day to day mentally, I feel clear if I, if I am on a better nutrition plan, I wouldn't be diehard strict everything, but it is something that I, I, I have, have had to get back on board on. Um, from, September to just before Christmas, I was pretty strict, counting my calories, doing my macros, everything like that. Christmas, I, I indulged and I, I made the most of it and I enjoyed it. In the last kind of week, I've, I've gotten back onto it and already I do definitely feel better. It's definitely not enjoyable, not as enjoyable as eating the chocolate and eating the person pigs and eating the pizzas but at the same time it's like we're playing the long game you want to be you want to be healthy into the future it's not enjoy something now feel shit later it's make make different different choices like i i love pizzas so i've now been able to develop not develop but have make make my own pizzas homemade pizzas at home that are a third of the calories if even just as enjoyable i'm happy with them they're 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 tasty and I, i'm not bursting at the seams after it whereas before i used to be so it's it's just developing options and and making different choices to to work around your diet and your lifestyle to to see to for what suits you i think yeah, I, th- I think one of the biggest things at this time of year is that people get worried that they need to suddenly do a big massive overhaul of everything they're doing and go the complete opposite to what they maybe were at at Christmas or even, you know, some people a few weeks before, you know, the, the standard January, New Year, New Me kind of attitude. Sometimes I think can be a, a bit of a daunting one and also maybe something that leads people astray. But I mean, for your perspective, you're training for different goals than me. So obviously like calories wise and everything else, we're going to be eating different differently in a I suppose a different structure but like what sorts of foods are you eating on a regular basis to fuel you for your training and what sort of approach do you have that you know whether it's timing or anything else helps you improve the way you're actually working out um my my structure and and the foods I'm eating are like again I have a sweet tooth but I like I also have allergies so I would be um 
allergic to peanuts and hazelnuts. All when I grew up, I only realized that it was only just those two nuts only a couple of years ago. So all through my childhood, I avoided all nuts, which meant that I avoided a lot of foods. So I was I was quite picky from when I was younger. So I've been I've been a plain eater my whole life. Yeah. Which makes things a little easier in terms of eating. And I do like routine. So like my breakfast never changes. It's 60 grams of oats, protein bar in it, and milk. That's I look forward to it every night when I go to bed, is my breakfast. Then with my lunch, my dinner, it doesn't change much either, either. Like I will I don't need a lot of calories and that's absolutely personal. I don't need a lot of calories to fuel me. I, I'm happy to train on an empty stomach. I'm happy to, I might not get the benefit out of it, but again, for my goals and what I want to achieve, I'm, I'm moving and training for health. It's not for a specific competition or one of those things. So once I get my three full meals into me and two snacks, which would be my breakfast, my lunch, and my dinner, two snacks to just keep me satiated, then that, that, that sorts me perfectly. But my issue then is, is the snacks. And if I finish work early, some evening, sitting at home on the couch, I could happily tuck into more chocolate than I should. I think so we all can do it, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, but, and, and that's the thing, like routine completely. So like, when we went into the lockdown just before Christmas, like I, I was bang on track with everything and I was finishing work at kind of half nine, 10. So I go home and have my, my dinner then because I would have a late lunch. That would be my dinner and I'd, I'd be able to go straight to bed. Whereas in lockdown, you're sitting at home and I'd have my dinner at six o'clock and then it's, you're still awake, you're still up for another couple of hours and boredom sets in and you can see completely why it happens and why people will eat through boredom and for me anyway I, I can fully understand it and it's it's just developing a new routine a new habit if that's the case either bed earlier or find something to to keep you occupied throughout those those later hours yeah and I, I mean for someone who is maybe a bit snacky and into the sweet foods like yourself then like is your approach to just small small and often as in if you want something you can have it within kind of your macros or your calories or is it just the case that you'd set aside certain times of the week where it's okay to do it and then it's not okay like what's your approach in that sense um, the first one like build it into build it into your your calories into your macros if possible but like I'm, I'm not I'm not a nutritionist and I don't I, I leave that kind of stuff to the nutritionist because nutritionists don't try and give PT like personal training guides and vice versa I, I, I think it's wrong for for PTs to do the same for nutritionists but my my main thing is that I try and hit my calories and hit my protein goal and anything after that if possible then I will but if I if I hit those two things and I can get it a few jellies in or a bit of chocolate in happy days. If I can't, then I won't. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's one of the things I suppose when it's why particularly I wanted to have someone like yourself on, because a lot of the guests I have on tend to be someone who maybe has had weight struggles or, you know, 
is someone who maybe would coach in that area. But, you know, sometimes I feel like it's always good to see what other people's perspectives are. Because, you know, at the end of the day, you're always not going to be in that position where you want to going to be losing weight or that you're going to be having that as your goal. And so it's always good for people to see, you know, how other people approach their nutrition, their training and everything along those lines. But I mean, for you personally, you seem like a guy who's very high energy. And I know you said you kind of find it hard maybe on a more regular basis to take that bit of downtime to sit down to watch Netflix. So like, how do you spend your downtime? And what's the thing for you that helps you relax and chill out outside of training then? Um, I like to go for a massage and like that then makes me have to relax. If I can go for a massage once, once a month and it's, it means that there's no phone, there's no nothing and you just completely relax. Otherwise, if I'm sitting on the couch for the majority of the time, I look at my phone, there can be an email come through. I, I find it de- I, I do find it definitely hard to, to switch off. And if I if I say I am switching off, I know in the back of my head that there's there's other things working to to plan for the next day. So things like going for massage, going for I, I was before the swimming pools closed, I was getting into the pool twice a week and it was a new hobby that I had developed. And again, it just I was was developing my skill of swimming. So it meant that it was the only thing that I could, I had to focus on was each stroke. I had to focus on my technique. So it meant that I couldn't focus on anything else. So it actually helped me relax. Things like that, I I find definitely help. Things that I'm not good at working on those is a way to kind of switch my mind off from, from the stresses and worries that I might have or whatever yeah no no I get you yeah it makes sense it's it's a funny one because I feel like we all go through maybe these busy periods and quiet periods but particularly this past year I feel like I've spent so much time on laptops on my phone sitting at home like trying to find the space to switch off when you have a five kilometer radius you can go to or when you don't have as many avenues I think it's it's hugely important to get that little bit of downtime wherever you can find it and so for me personally, whether it's sitting down reading a book or whether it's just going for a walk, you suddenly have this, this newfound appreciation for the smaller things in life because I suppose we don't have access to everything we used to have access to. It's, it's definitely a different world. Absolutely. And like, it's exactly that. Like we, we don't have the cinema. We don't have this. We don't have that. That we can't go out for a couple of drinks. And people, some people are extremely happy with that. And I've gone out exactly like that and have found new appreciation for nature, getting out in the cold. People are wrapping up, going for their walks, discovering what's actually around them within your five kilometers, 10 kilometers, whatever it is. And it is absolutely amazing to see the, the shift that people have had in their own health. And I think that like everyone now has become a runner, but happy day like what of it people are are out getting running like why anyone would want to criticize that is beyond me people are wanting to get out and get healthy and get moving so off off with them if if running is what they'll do it then brilliant happy days yeah i think it's, it's good to see everyone kind of getting out and getting active but I, I feel like there's nearly been there's waves of it between lockdown one lockdown two lockdown three sounds like an awful movie series but like there's definitely been like 
different wavelengths of people kind of being really, really into their exercise and then slowly but surely maybe the motivation or, you know, just the current situation starts to bog them back down. I mean, like for me, I think back to lockdown one and I just started a new job. I was stressed off my head and I was thinking, all right, I'm now suddenly doing this job that I have to do from home. I know none of the people I'm working with. I know everyone through a computer screen. And I remember I was just eating all around me. And for a guy who never drank, I was drinking loads. I was sitting around going, I have nothing to do. And that would have been one stage of the lockdown. The next, then maybe from May onward, suddenly when I could get out and we had the summer and everything, that's when I really started to take control of my fitness goals. And, you know, as the years progressed on, I've just kind of tried to keep that going into the new year, much the same. But I mean, there's so many people you see progressing and it's just, it's awesome to see it. And it's kind of like the stuff that'll motivate you. When you see a guy like you opening a business at a time like this, when, you know, people need that, people need that fitness avenue, people need the online classes, it's just good that people have those avenues to go down. I think that for me is, is something that definitely keeps me pumped and keeps me motivated. It's, it's just really, really good to see, I think. I appreciate that. And, and, and it, it's true. Like doing is better than done. And, and like people need to take, I think, a day at a time, a week at a time. There is, there's no point in trying to look at six months down the road because no one has a notion, especially around now, of what we have, what we what we will have, what we won't have. Will we still be in lockdown or not? So if you're making these plans for six, to, six months down the road, we don't know what's going to happen. So make a plan for a week down the road, two weeks, and, and just achieve those and be happy with those. And then your goalposts change. You set new goals. It's just little, little markers to try and hit. And... It was it was absolutely amazing to to be able to open the gym, but my steps to do that were one week to two weeks to three weeks, and just once I hit this, then we're like, okay, we might be able to open December, but I need to hit another couple of goals before realizing that instead of just going from October to December and be like, all hell, all gun, all guns blazing, and just getting completely fumbled with it that it was, it was just setting my my weekly goals and weekly targets and I think that it can be used for any walk of life and I think people should because yes it's good to have a long-term goal but you need to have your kind of weekly check-ins with yourself just to make sure you're on track and, and happy with things definitely I mean look I know it's probably been a focus of the podcast and it, it tends to be the focus of every nearly every conversation these days but look we are in the midst of a lockdown and I know you're running online classes but I mean for for your average person who maybe doesn't have a huge amount of time to dedicate to their training at home what sort of stuff are you recommending your clients do or what sort of training methods are good for this I suppose this timing where maybe equipment's shorter maybe you just need to get a small bit of a workout in at home like what sort of stuff would you recommend to listeners to at least get 30 minutes 30 to 40 like 30 minutes could be too short if you're getting out for a walk or a run 30 minutes happy days if you're trying to get a bit of a workout in try and dedicate 45 minutes because you do want to warm down or warm up and if you can a bit of a cool down as well we're doing the minimal equipment coaching in classes with one dumbbell and one kettlebell and like i'm i'm structuring classes like I would in-house so I'm doing my sweat classes and my small group PT classes small group PT develops strength and small bit of conditioning 
whereas the sweat classes is conditioning only. So people can still work towards their goals and, and what they want to do with that. Date for, for your average person that wants to just do something, go onto Instagram, go like, there is an abundance of people, not like I'm putting things up and please drop me a message if you want to, to find, find information or I can point you in the direction of someone that is, is aimed towards your goals and your needs. But there is hundreds of people out there putting out absolutely amazing content and workout ideas. So if you're caught in a rut of what should I do, what should I do? try something out, follow an online class or a live Instagram. If it's not for you, then there's another one out there. What's the worst that, what's the worst that going to happen is that you work up a sweat, you're fitter than you were 45 minutes ago. There's no point in overthinking it. Give it a go. If you don't have a dumbbell or kettlebell, fill up a bottle of water, do anything, add a small bit of resistance if it requires equipment and take it from there. If you need to then purchase some equipment it's not as scarce as it as it was first lockdown when no one could get anything for 47 weeks but um yeah i think just throw yourself into it enjoy it if you don't enjoy it then you realize that that one wasn't for you onto the next one yeah 100 percent. one of the things i am curious about is i remember that there was all these competitions at the start of lockdown for it to win a full gym setup you know a squat rack and everything i never saw one person win one of those all of those pages i followed shared posts not one all i have is some uh, crappy resistance bands and a kettlebell now to show for my few lockdowns but you know it's, it's enough to get a little bit done at home anyway so we'll take it there's loads you can do with it and it's it's just being creative with it and if 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 you're not comfortable with being creative with those or you, you can't come up with the ideas then there's a hundred other people that that have programs made out for for that type of equipment yeah definitely man now look uh just before we finish up uh one because you're the first guest of this year you'll be the first person i asked this to but one of the things i'd like to do is you know we're all stuck at home we all have maybe we need avenues to go down so is there any kind of books podcasts tv shows anything you can recommend to people that maybe they can just switch their mind off current affairs and switch their mind off everything that's going on in the world like is there anything you consume and it, it doesn't have to be for fitness training or anything else just podcast books anything at all that maybe people could check out that you found beneficial um one one book that i've i've gone back to twice well i've listened to it as an audiobook is uh ross edgley's art of resilience brilliant isn't it absolutely amazing like he is i'm like i'm not a one for getting kind of starstruck or anything like that or taking inspiration from massively famous people but he is absolutely unbelievable in everything he's done and one of the most humble people and it's it's an amazing book and he goes through the audiobook as well and he narrates it and it's 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 fantastic um then like for me it's just sitting down if if i put an error on the tv and and just relaxing and watching shite and it's it's going in blankly happy days like that that if, if that's happening then i know i'm i'm relaxed and i'm just not taking anything in but the ross edgley anything that he does i I'm all, I'm all over it and he is something that i have definitely 
found some motivation from, if nothing else. Um, in my style of training, then another person would be Sonny Webster. He, um, the Olympic weightlifter, but he's kind of a, a no, no bullshit and kind of has, has taken the, the bull by the horns in terms of the weightlifting world. And he's not liked by a lot in the weightlifting world, but he's loved by everyone else. And he's a young guy who is taking control of his craft, like, and has built a massive brand around what he does. And it's brilliant to see. And people like that are, are definitely inspiring because providing programming and training is one thing, but to actually build a brand is something else. So I know I should be trying to switch off and relax a bit more, but times like these, when I, when I've just opened a business, it's, it's not all stress. It's a lot of it is excitement. So trying to, to find inspiration, things like that from, from other people, you don't even realize that you are doing it, but it, it, it is definitely something that I do a, a lot of. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Both of those guys I follow very closely and I find everything they put up, it really is something that kind of spurs me on to my own goals, even if it's not necessarily to start my own business, but just the way they approach so many things. It's really, I suppose I'm someone who tries to stay a little bit away from inspiration, but it is something that spurs me on definitely. And I suppose gets me going to to follow my own passions, especially Sonny, you know, his stuff is really, really good. Like all the stuff he's posting at the moment, you know, it's not all about his six pack and everything else. He's enjoying his training. He's enjoying life. And he's just, he's doing what he wants to do. And I think so much of us worry about, you know, what everyone else is doing and whatever, what's going on with everyone else. It's good to see a guy like him, you know, who's just succeeding in his own right and maybe going a little bit against the grain. It is great. Like, yeah, hundred percent anyway dude look um thank you so much for coming on i really appreciate it i know you're after a long day of classes but where can people find you if one if they want to sign up to classes and two if they want to check the gym out when you're finally back open for in-person training um my own instagram is mike russ underscore echo um that's my own personal one and then my the the gym instagram is echo athletics underscore cork so there's workouts going up on both um my own one individually just for kind of day-to-day stuff and what I'm, what I'm doing and what I'm training and then more towards the, what we're doing with the gym and the daily classes that we're running, the sweat classes and the PD classes. You can find all those information through both Instagram and on Facebook. My website is echoathleticscork.com and I won't give you my phone number, but it's <laughs> on the website and you, you can ring me if you need to brilliant stuff man look thank you so much for coming on again i really appreciate it guys make sure to go check mike and echo atlantics out cheers man